Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Monica Packer, and you're listening to About Progress, where we are about progress made practical. The Do Something list has changed so many lives, and I mean that quite literally. And it all started unexpectedly with my own. You likely heard me talk about the Do Something list many times over the years, and maybe you've wondered if it's right for you. If you can't make goals this year, or you want to supplement whatever goals you were able to make, or maybe you just simply need a fun and momentous way to figure out who you are again, then this is what the DSL is for. Today's episode is a special condensed replay of a live version of the Do Something List workshop I taught mid-January, but I put it here so that you can create your own Do Something List for 2024. As you listen, you're going to hear just the raw workshop in all its glory, and I have taken out the long pauses where women sit down and do the work. And this is where you're going to want to maybe do one of two things, either just listen straight through and then go get the guide I'll tell you about in just a minute and do it on your own time. Or you can print off the guide and as you listen, hit pause at those moments and do the work that you hear us do. I'll do a chime each time it's going to be a pause moment. So that way, you know when to pause and do some work yourself. And when you're done with that little section, you can press play again. If you don't know what the DSL is, this workshop will teach you what a DSL is, what it is not, and why it matters and help you create your own. And to help supplement that, you can get the free guide that you hear me reference throughout the workshop by going to aboutprogress.com DSL. You'll sign up for the free DSL training. The training includes the guide. It also includes this workshop as a video form if you prefer to do it that way. And there are also many, many examples of real DSLs from progressors in this community that act as a great reference as you create your own. Listen to this episode, the Make Your Own DSL, and we can't wait to see how your Do Something List helps you make progress this year. Welcome 
to the DSO workshop for 2024. I'm going to give a quick intro in a second. We've been answering this question on why you are here. We're getting so many great responses to this from people feeling lost and stuck to people wanting to find ways to grow and work on themselves outside of goals to feeling like they have so many ideas that they need help whittling it down and many veterans saying that they've loved this in the past. I want to start with a quick intro for those of you who do not know me. I am Monica Packer. People primarily know me online as a podcaster and a coach with About Progress. And on my own time, I love to hike, I love to walk and bake and garden and read. I'm also a mom of five. And that's a little bit about me. And if you were to ask me, like, who are you? What's, what's, who are you? What's an about you kind of page that you would produce maybe eight years ago? I would honestly tell you eight years ago that I wouldn't know the answer to that. And that is what the DSL actually helped me answer. These kind of things I shared about myself, the things that I love to do, I didn't have any of those answers eight years ago. I want to share more about why you were here, but first let's give a quick overview on what we are going to be doing today. We are going to start by defining what a do something list is and what it is not. And we're going to do that right off the bat. We're also going to spend some time on why it matters. So that way, you know, the bigger purpose behind this uh, collectively and individually. And the majority of our time we will spend on the actual creation of your do something list for 2024. My goal is that you leave with a DSL in hand or very close. So let's begin. And we shared some of the answers here. I'm going to share a couple more. People are saying that they started their DSL, but didn't complete it last year. And they want to reprioritize daily happiness and joy. Melody says she wants to be more intentional with my year and what I accomplished for myself. Uh, oh, Kimber, this is good. She said, I hated writing my section for the family highlights in our Christmas card this past year. And that was an aha moment for me. I'm not sure what I want to do that will bring me joy. I've spent so much time on other people that over time lost that part of me. I'm hoping that by starting small, I, I can start to have that part of my life again. Beautiful. People are saying they wanna be more intentional about their me time. People are saying get, they're getting stuck in the daily grind and they forget to do things that bring me joy. So many great answers here. I wanna push myself out of my comfort zone and feel more fulfilled in the process. Even reading through your answers is giving me a lot of encouragement because it's helping me see that you really do understand what the do something list is for already. And while um, there are different ways we can do the do something list, I think you're already nailing its purpose. So what I wanna do is start actually with a definition of what the do something list is because it started during this time in my life. I'm going to share a little bit more about in just a moment, but it evolved into everything you're describing here. And it, it wasn't even originally called a do something list. It was called something else, but that's what we have been calling it for about seven years now. And so let's start by defining what a do something list is. A do something list is a personalized push to explore fulfillment in your daily life. Now, there are some key words here that I want you to pay attention to, whether you are new to this or you are old to this. Personalized, meaning it's about you. You get to make the decisions on what this looks like for you, although we'll guide you a lot today. Another key word here is explore. Exploration is the whole point of the do something list, not completion. And the third big key word to me is fulfillment. And that means this is about you feeling like yourself. Instead of saying stuck and not knowing who you are or not prioritizing yourself, it's a way for you to find what it feels like to be you. So that's what it's evolved to um, over time. That's how we define the do something list. But just as importantly as defining what it is, we need to also share what it is not. This is very, very important. And you'll learn more about why it was important for me when I initially made my first one and why it continues to this day, why this matters, okay? So what a DSL is not. A do something list is not a list of shoulds. Shoulds do not belong on the do something list. And that's even important for those of us who find something on someone else's list that we really like and we want on ours. We need to be really clear about if it being something we actually want and not something we think we should want. The biggest one to me is that a do something list is not a list of goals or resolutions. The do something list is not about improvement. It's about fulfillment. And so with that, 
that means when we've made goals and resolution lists, they've carried a lot of motivation and excitement, but they've also carried a lot of pressure. The do something list is a push, but it's not a pressure. And something that is different that you should know right away is that no completion is required. I have made a do something list for, this is now gonna be my eighth year. Yes, and I have yet to complete a list. That's not the purpose. And it's also allowed to change. My most successful DSLs are ones that I tweaked throughout the time that I've had that do something list. So that's different, right? Okay, so next we're going to be talking about why a do something list matters. And in order to teach that to you, and we're gonna do this a little bit quick because I wanna spend like an hour on the actual creation, but this matters too. And I want you to identify for yourself why it matters for you deeply. And a lot of you have been doing that work already, but here is why it matters. And it goes back to my first do something list that I made back when I really just did not know who I was anymore. I, I just could not answer what I liked, what I didn't like. It, this was six months before I turned 30. This little baby you see in that picture would have been just a few months older. My birthday is in June. And so that means each December, I kind of have this moment to reflect on what's happening and to think about what's coming in my future year. And at this point of my life, six months before I turned 30, I um, had this moment where I just realized that I was still stuck on the sidelines of my life because of this all or nothing pressure I had put on myself. And as you likely know, that had amounted to mostly a lot of nothing over the prior decade of my life. And as I was thinking about me approaching this milestone birthday, I found myself equal parts disappointed in where I was at, but also motivated to do something different. And for me, I knew that, that doing something different was required and a push was required, but I was not ready to make goals and resolutions. My brain just wasn't there yet. I didn't have the belief in myself. I had a lot of beliefs about what it looked like and 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 what had to be involved in order to progress and try in the in the traditional ways we think of. And I just couldn't do that. So instead, I came up with a different way to push myself off of the sidelines of my life and to explore what made me who I was and what things I wanted to do with my life from here on. And so what I made was what I called at the time a 30 before 30 list. And this list was full of 30 things that I wanted to do before I turned 30. And I actually have the original list. So I'm going to just show, show that to you. This is just part one here. And you'll notice on the list here that none of what I included was newsworthy. None of this was going to hit a front page anywhere. And when I even look at there's one here thing about uh, trying new recipes. Maybe that's in the next one. Even doing that portion of it wasn't monumental. Like I would count really basic things like making a new thing of, of oatmeal. And But these were all things I had thought about doing for a while and I kept putting off. I'm just going to flip back and forth. These are things I saw other people doing that I was like, that looks fun, but I don't have the time. Or just basic ways to bring back parts of myself that I had lost. Um, my interest in food, my interest in writing, my my love of music, my love of art, um, all those kind of things. And so when I was completing this list, again, none of it was like, whoa, this is super impressive. Like people are gonna be so proud of me. And I can like check off this big goal that I that I hit. But something really amazing happened. Bit by bit, not only was I doing more things and finding more fulfillment. I experienced some literal change in my life. And this is a year after my first do something list. And yeah, there's makeup on the right and not on the left. So that, that is a difference. But to me, it's the, the eyes. Like to me, I could see a literal change in myself. Visibly on the outside, I was clearly so much happier. I was so much more myself. And that's what surprised me the most about the do something list. It wasn't what I was doing. It's what it helped me become. And not that I was changing. It was more that I was becoming more of myself again. I recognized myself in the mirror again, which felt really good. And some other changes that really surprised me was one that my do something list 
proved my all or nothing ways wrong. You know, I had been in the sidelines because I thought in order to do the things I wanted to do, even if it was as simple as um, running a 5K or getting back into reading again, that I had to do it the all way, that I had to come at this huge hustle kind of culture way and perfectionist different way. But my DSL proved my all or nothing ways wrong. It was about doing something. And I just did something. I did not complete that whole list. I didn't complete this whole list. I did a lot of it, but not all of it. And it helped me see that I could prioritize myself, that I could be on the list and nobody suffered in my life. That was another reason why I was on the sidelines. I thought if I prioritized myself, my kids would suffer, my family would suffer. And the opposite was true. I was proved that it, it didn't require an outcome, like an outcome to feel change and to feel progress. I could fail at something and it would still somehow give me more confidence. I could do things messy. I could do things that scared me. I could do things and it not turn out well and it'd be okay. It proved me wrong in so, so many ways. On the outside, I could see, wow, literal change. And it feels so good to prove myself wrong. But some other things changed. That picture on the right that you see was me going to my museum with a friend. And it just like, I just felt like me. And and, and I'm like wearing the same amount of makeup <laughs> both these days too. Um, but there were some other changes that you may not have seen. One is what I call the trickle down effect. They're all part of that trickle down effect. I didn't plan this, but because I felt more like myself and because I knew better who I was, I had better self-care. I had better habits. I became a goal planner again. I became a journaler again. I became a day planner again. It also led to my career in podcasting. My do something list shifted the way that I showed up to my family. My parenting improved, my marriage improved. And none of that was even the point, but they were all part of that giant trickle down effect. And um, that came from me feeling and being more like myself. My biggest lesson from doing a do something list, the first time and every time has been this, the transformation lies in the process, not the outcome. Because when I was looking at my list and the things I was doing and I'm completing, it wasn't even about the completion of it. Because like I said, a lot of it, I did terribly. <laughs> like I just did a bad or I couldn't get to it at all. The transformation was just in the doing. This is where I want past do something list participants to think about what lessons the DSL has taught you. And I'm going to have you share that in just a moment. So think about it. What lessons has the DSL taught you? So I started sharing about this online and I, I, I did not think it was going to be a big thing. The, do, the whole idea of do something that scares you, like instead of the all or nothing, that what felt huge to me. But the do something list was something that I didn't think a lot of women would be willing to try out or maybe they wouldn't have the same effects as me. But the opposite has been true. So here's what real women have said about the do something list. It's helped them feel like they're having more fun, that they're less depleted. It taught them the power of do something. Um, and made them prioritize themselves in ways that they felt stuck before. One of the trickle down effect ones I saw here that I love was I scroll on my phone way less, which I was like, I love that. That's a good trickle down effect. And I've had so many women tell me it changed my life. And in fact, I've only recently tried to start documenting that. Like when someone tells me that, I try to take a screenshot, but I didn't for a long time. I just didn't even think to take a screenshot. Like I'd be teaching a workshop on this, but it's, but it's been true. Women have said their lives have changed. Um, here's some recent things people have said too. It's um, one of my friends at texted me and she was like, Oh my goodness, my whole family has been making this. We've had so much fun. And even her daughter watched her make hers. And then her daughter made her own and she made dinner for the family because it was on her DSL. Um, I'm seeing other people share how within a family of high achievers, it's helped them to have a push to, to towards something um, and more excitement. And it's helped them change their mindset from high goals to enjoyment and fulfillment. So huge. Um, one of the examples I love is Ashley. And she, of course, gave me permission to share this. I did a coaching call with her. And the coaching call, uh, this was for the podcast, so you can actually listen to it. She was there to talk about her morning routine. That's initially why she was there. And as we were talking about her morning routine, we realized what the real problem was, was fulfillment. She did not have any fulfillment in her life at all. So I encouraged her to make a DSL and she had resisted it because 
for years, she thought it had that it was about hobbies. And it can be, that's one of the trickle down effects. It can become about us discovering hobbies. But for her, she thought that's why, why the DSL was around. And so she dismissed it. And instead she leaned into it, she made it and she was doing it. And this is what she said to me. And I'm gonna read the full email and you won't see it here on the slide, but she said, quote, I wanted to email you and just say how much the do something list has helped me. I heard, heard you talk about it on the podcast, but just really didn't think it was for me. I viewed myself as someone who didn't have hobbies or honestly as someone who didn't really enjoy doing things. I love my people, but I thought I was just one of those people with a low baseline for happiness. I can't say that life has been perfect or I haven't had hard days, but getting unstuck from the idea that I am not someone who enjoys things and giving myself permission to try things and hate them and only do them once freed me up to find things I truly enjoy doing. Even while pregnant, and she was pregnant when she did this coaching call, when I never feel like myself, I feel like I'm more myself than I've ever, than I've been in a while. So thank you. I shared my biggest lesson. The transformation lies in the process, not the outcome. What has been your biggest lesson for those of you who have done this in the past? And I am going to switch my slides over while you share that. Karen, thank you for starting us off here. She said, the thing that surprised me the most about the DSL is that I had more energy as a whole and especially to do the mundane things in life. I felt happier and more content and fulfilled. Ooh, that's such a good trickle down effect right there. More energy. Rachel says, I'm able to look forward to things that don't feel so far away. Molly, by nature, I'm a perfectionist and would sit out of things instead of try them if I wasn't confident. I would do well. The DSL has helped me have no fear in trying and not the goal to do it well, just to have fun trying. Thanks for sharing that, Molly. Kate, my biggest lesson has been it's okay to just try something. Not everything you do has to be a lifelong commitment. Beautiful. If there's more coming in, please go ahead and share. What we'll do next is I'm going to give you examples of real women's DSLs from our community. And as I do that, we're gonna get into the creation mode now. And the reason I want you to first look at this before we even get to the workbook and dig in is this is gonna give you an example of how it's personalized and how it's a push towards fulfillment so that you can have permission to do it in ways that work for you. So here's what we're gonna do. As I'm sharing these real DSLs, we're not gonna read through them. I'm not gonna sit there and read through each item. I just want you to scan through them and I want you to tell me what you notice. And you can do that as we go. So we're gonna take maybe one or two minutes going through these. Again, I'm not gonna read them. I want you to read through them, just scan through them and tell me what you notice about these do something lists. So let's share some of the things that you have noticed. There's a lot of variety. There's very, they're very specific. There's lots of numbers attainable. Most things are free or cheap or easy to do. Money doesn't hold you back from completing them. Things look fun. A lot of learning goals. Usually start with a verb. Did not even think about that. Love that. None of it reads as work. It's about experiences. There's different visual looks to them. They all begin with an action. They can be done alone and with others. They're about going and doing and creating. There's um, lots of things you can schedule into your calendar, intentional family time, about prioritizing fun and relationships. Some things that feel like goals to me are, are enjoyable to others. Really good, good insight there. With what we notice, here are some things that typically come up. Some people use themes. Others are um, like visual. They're very visual. Some are really long. Others are short. Um, there's a lot of variety, like you said. One that has come up a lot already is the numbers. This is vacation. This is where you make something fun to do and you have something to track towards. It's not a metric though, because that's the thing you gotta be really aware of. I love making numbers as part of my, D my DSL. Like I'm gonna go on five new hikes. And the reason is just because it gives me a measurable way to move forward and push myself, but in a way where it's like fun. And half the time I still like me say, okay, I can do four hikes or I got three and that was great, but it still was more than if I just said, go on more hikes. So that the numbers part is about gamification. The goal crossover. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but I told you that the do something list is not about goals, but 
for some people, what's on their DSL will look like a goal to someone else. And vice versa. Right? Or um, not at all. But I do want you to do your best to weed out goals. And that's the thing I'm going to help you do a little bit later. Okay. One other thing I do need to say, though. Each DSL is so unique to its creator. And ultimately, that's what this is for. This is about doing something to prioritize you. And so that means you can make it long. You can make it short. You can make your do something list for a year. It's supposed to last all of 2024, or it can just be for the winter, or it can just be for the month. Um, some people like to do a few things. Other people like to do all the things. So it's all there to just help you get off the sidelines. Okay, here is the exciting part. It is now time for us to do the literal work. We have an hour reserved for this, okay? And this is how we are gonna do that. I hope you have, I'm pulling mine out. I hope you have your do something guide, DSL guide. And that first page is just a nice reminder for you if you're coming back to it and you're like, what's a DSL for? You can just read through that, but that's basically what we've talked about in this class, what it is, what it's not, and why it matters. Here's how we're gonna move through it. We have a reflection section and then a brainstorm, tweak, define, and share sections. And I am going to literally give you the time here. That means there's gonna be a lot of airtime. <laughs> that means I'm not gonna be talking a whole bunch. However, you can chat a ton in the chat. You can also ask questions as we go because that's why we did this live. So I can be here to support you and other people from the community who have made their DSLs can support you too. So ask your questions as we go. That's what we're here for. What we're gonna do is I'm going to stop this presentation and I'm going to pull up the guide on here and we're gonna start with the reflection section. The reflection segment is there to help you uncover what can help you reconnect to your past self. So it's kind of going more back to the past. What about past me would I like to bring into my current life? And then it also is there to help you discover what your soon-to-be future self would like to have in your life. So we're kind of having a look back and we're also having a look forward. When you first look at this section, I don't ho hope you don't get overwhelmed, but you may. And so here's what I'm going to tell you to do with the reflection section. Don't do it perfectly. You don't need complete sentences. You don't need to write all fancy or nice. This is not for your children to read one day. So it can be kind of messy. You don't have to answer each question. You don't have to answer the full length that I've given you. I've given more space than maybe you're going to need. And you can skip a section if you don't know the answer, but you can come back to it later. What I'm going to do is we are going to take 10 minutes to do this reflection section. And if it's hard for you, which it may be, I'm gonna encourage you to go to one part of this. So let's go to the first section and you're gonna see questions where it says, what were you naturally drawn to and curious about a child? What did you used to be interested in? When have you felt fulfilled? And again, if this is too much for you, I want you to go to page six. And on page six, you're gonna see more of a rapid fire section. So you can, do this first if you already know you don't have the energy or mental capacity to go through these kind of ones okay you can go to the rapid fire section this is new for those of you who've made a do something list before and go there and then go back through the others okay so i'm going to get some music up that's what i decided to do <laughs> and if this is annoying it's okay we don't have to have the music and um we're just gonna work and I'm gonna do it too. So I'm gonna be active in the chat and I'll answer questions. Okay, here's what I'm gonna just pop in. How about we take another three minutes then? And as we do that, I'm gonna answer some questions. A good question came up about what if I've never felt fulfilled or almost never? That's the common questions. That's why I wanna spend a little bit more time audibly with. What if I've never felt fulfilled or almost never? always feeling like something was missing. When I was a teenager, I was not slim enough. When I was not married, I wanted to be. I have four daughters and not feeling like I spent enough time with them because I was too much in my brain. I get this, I get this. Okay, this is why the reflection starts with you as a kid. And for some of us who have had more traumatic ch childhoods, um, that may be a segment that you need to just skip over. But for many people, that's a good time to go back to when they were not encumbered with 
the pressures of life expectations and feeling like they're not meeting them. So this is where one, it'd be good for you to maybe move through the rapid fire section first and just do that. And if you can't do the deeper reflection, that's fine. But I have yet to meet a woman who once they are pushed more into this and they give themselves a little bit more time, maybe a walk, and they just think about, is there one moment in my life where I felt like myself? As simple as for me, like one of the things that has always helped me feel like myself is when I'm in the mountains. I feel like me. I feel like I'm, I'm more embodied. I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm leaning into the parts of myself that I've always loved. Other times include in the past when I was a kid, when I was drawing, and I would get lost in the drawing, like kind of lost in the flow of that. When I was dancing on stage, um, just those moments we're looking for. We're not looking at like the newspaper frontline headline kind of moments. They're usually small. So um, that's where I would encourage you to kind of think about like zoom out a bit and give yourself that opportunity to think about what what are some moments like that where I feel like myself. And if you still can't come up with them, go through the rapid fire section, go on a walk later and get some things there. Um, I would like to also know what has come up for you as you've been doing this. You're like, oh, that surprised me. Amy, I want to play an instrument. I never learned as a kid and always thought it was too late for me. Nicole, prioritizing fun. My husband is a fun one and I don't want to rely on just him for that. I love that that came up for you. I'll share one thing that surprised me. I was only able to answer the first question, which is okay, because I was like bouncing around on here. I realized one of the things that helped me that I was drawn to as a child was moving my body. And that wasn't something I've even thought about in the past. DSL is really it. I've been thinking more about what it feels like to be embodied and realizing I used to be able to do that more as a kid and I lost that. So that's something that I'm just kind of thinking about mulling over. What else surprised you? I used to enjoy riding my bike and playing soccer. It surprised me that both are outside activities and made me think I need to spend more time outside. Okay, good. You're getting some threads here, right? One of my things was binge watch a show. Yes. Like the Pride and Prejudice, like old one. Is there anything better than doing? I mean, we, my sisters and I did that a lot. Um, I have a lot more interest than I realized. Yay, Hannah. That's so good. I um, mean, another thing that surprised me, this is Rachel, is wanting to decorate. Interesting. Laura, I thought hard about how I would spend a day to myself, and I answered, buy new clothes for myself. And I real I'm realizing a lot of my wardrobe doesn't make me feel like me. Okay, Laura, one of the longstanding things I've had on my list since 2020 is explore my personal style or have fun with fashion. And I didn't have that on earlier lists. I kind of thought that was my maybe more superficial. But I'm telling you, that has been one of the funnest ways to explore who I am. So I want to encourage you on that one. Nothing is superficial with a do something list. The too late to try section always is something that brings up a lot for people. We've had some people talk about how that is where they like identify some excuses like, oh, I'm too old or it's too much money or so-and-so. My friendship group or my family does that better already. So I can't do it too. It's good to identify that. Okay, we have S. Jackson. I need to dance. I only did one year of dance as a child and then didn't really happen again. I've been living vicariously for my daughters and their dance, but it's something I need to be doing. It's not too late. Love that. Love it. Okay. This is the most important section. <laughs> and it's one that we could spend a lot more time on, but I'm hopeful that you just put things on paper. And the reason why this reflection matters is because it helps you see um some threads like for me i always have the thread of nature being outside always helps me i always have a thread of wanting to learn that's been with me since i was a kid i have a thread of wanting to make things beautiful so that will lend some more ideas for the list like how can i lean into making things more beautiful well maybe on my list i'm going to have decorate five areas in our home or I'm going to have, if I, if I want to lean into more of the artistic side, I'm going to take a watercoloring class. Like it's going to show you threads and themes that you can then build on and create ideas from. Barbie, you realize you want to start a business. I know I need to, but I'm scared. That's amazing. Heather, I remember that I want to sing on stage in front of a big audience. I used to be in musicals. I love it. Um, Rachel, I like 
to walk and just be in my head. And Rachel, your do something list can help you explore that. Maybe you like say, I want to go on five new walks in five new neighborhoods, something like that. Okay, so here's what we're going to do next. We are going to move on to the brainstorm section. The brainstorm is where we take the threads, or in other words, seeds from this section. And now we're going to write down ideas. And here is where you cannot put on your judgy hat. That needs to be gone, dismissed, not allowed. Please remove the judgy hat. And what I want you to do is really make sure that you are letting all ideas out there. There is no wrong idea. I was an English teacher, so I'm going to do that thing where the brainstorm is like, not about what will actually be practical to your life yet. We'll figure that out later because we do want it to be practical to your life. This is nothing is off limit kind of brainstorm. So we're going to go to the brainstorm section. And again, all ideas are good ideas. And we are going to take another 10 minutes on this. I think we have the time. So let's do it. And as we go, I'm going to go back uh, to a point on the DSL guide of possible things you can pull from. So if you're like, oh, uh, uh, I can't get it. I can't figure it out. Look at the list I'm going to have on the screen for you and steal the ones that resonate with you. And as you're doing that, I promise you're going to get the juices flowing. You're going to get more of your own ideas, or you'll notice some of your own seeds. And you're like, oh, I want to nourish that a little bit more or some threads or some themes that you want. And you can start building your own list. Okay. And I'm still here active in the chat. So tell me what you need from me to help you through this section. Okay, good job, everybody. All right, I'm gonna share some of the things people are saying in the brainstorm section. And I love how possible these are. Like it's full of possibility, not like possible, but that makes sense. So we've got learn how to groom my standard poodle, Tora Castle. I'm your biggest fan right now. That is the coolest idea. Book bingo or a reading challenge. Love that. A planar paint just once a month. I've been wanting to start for two years, never have. Love that. Making homemade sourdough bread. Go on 12 dates with my husband. Um, visit brother-in-law in Chicago and go to an art museum or maybe a baseball game. Um, one of the things I always have on my list is a me day. I take a me day and that's typically local and it's been different each day. So that could be something you do. Learn Italian, Greek, Latin, get my dual certification and one paying client. Love that refinishing furniture, room decor, memorizing something beautiful, take a pottery class, go wrecking. Um, let's see, there's so many great ideas here. I'm just going to skip around a bit. Micro garden, organize 30 spaces, learn basic French, travel, go on four dates with friends, walk 100 miles, lap, swim, water aerobics, a women's game night, couple night, make macaroons, um, take family photos. Start a neighborhood ladies' night once a month. Time organized date nights with a couple of friends, sewing basics with my daughter. Okay. Thank you for just letting me blah share all those. This is exciting. And this feels really, really good. And that's how it should be feeling. And if you are not feeling that way yet, I just want you to take a quick and but deep breath. Just take a breath. It's okay. It really is okay. Your list can be a list of three things this year. And what I would encourage you to do is if any of these sound good, take it, put it on your brainstorm, write it down. It's okay that you don't have a flood of ideas coming and it's awesome if you do, but still some ideas from this list. Okay, the next important section is we are now going to tweak. And tweaking is where we now go through the brainstorm. And what we're going to do is we are going to remove two things, and then we're going to have a third thing in mind. With removing, what we are going to remove are shoulds and goals. I'm going to talk more about the goals one in particular, but shoulds are just anything that feels prescriptive or based on what you feel like you should do or that you need to have on your list. Just cross them off. That can come another year. That can be a trickle down effect. It can happen in another way. But for now, we're going to remove all the shoulds, cross them off. Another thing we're going to cross off are goals. And this is where goals in disguise are very sneaky. Some of the ones that were listed on here, I think, are a little bit more goals. But here's what you can do you can cross them off, but you can put them on your goals list. That's one thing. Or you can alter them, tweak them so that it's more of a way that you can explore that goal. 
in in a more fulfillment explorative way. So there was a good example of this. Let me go back up. Okay, Barbie, one of your examples was organized 30 spaces in my home. That's an excellent example of a goal that has been tweaked into a do something list item because I'm sure the bigger goal is get organized. But is there a way to explore that in a way that gives you a push and momentum and is kind of fun? That's it. Organize 30 spaces in my home. Okay. Um, one example is let's say you have a goal that you want to deadlift a hundred pounds. And since I don't deadlift, I don't even know if that's like a lot of pounds or very little. So just go with me. Okay. So let's say your goal this year is you want to deadlift a hundred pounds. That's a great goal. You can either put it on your goal list, or if you want it to remain on your do something list, think of what's an explorative way that I can move towards that goal. If you don't deadlift at all, maybe you go to a CrossFit class and that's on your do something list. Attend three CrossFit classes or go to my first CrossFit class and that can help you move towards it. Or maybe it's like record my progress deadlifting and share it online. Like that could be a fun way. Record my progress and make a diary of it and, and, and share that with friends. Okay. Are there any in particular that you're like, I, this seems more like a goal. How do I make this a do something list? Put it in the chat and I'll help you. But right now we're going to give you five minutes to cross out the shoulds and cross out the goals and or tweak them into a do something list. And then here's the final thing that you need to have in mind, this framework. What is right for me, but also right for my season? If it is not right for your season, cross it off your list for now. My 2023 was a huge example of that. If you saw my 2023 in review of my do something list, you'll see that I probably crossed off six whole things altogether. And it was okay because it's allowed to change. Your do something list is a living document. It's allowed to change. But that's because they were right for me, those items, but they ended up not being right for my season of life. And for those of you who have very limited time, very limited funds, don't just cross something off altogether because you're like, oh, that won't ever work for me. First, try to figure out how can I make that more doable then or more relevant or practical for my season. Try to do that too. So, okay, so we're taking off shoulds, we're taking off goals or we're tweaking our goals. And we're also trying to tweak anything so that it's either practical to our season or we know that's just not right for our season. So we're taking five minutes. So Barbie, yes, getting your do list certification is a goal. So what you can do is again, goal list or a fun way to explore moving towards that. Like what's a fun way to explore doula certification? Does anyone have ideas? Let's see what you guys ha have to say while I'm thinking on this. Ooh, Taryn, you got it, Taryn. Interview three doulas. That is awesome. Um, and Taryn, you're reminding me, one of my goals last year, not on my do something list, but one of my goals was to garden for the first time ever. On my do something list, there were two items that helped me explore that. In prior years, in 2022, I interviewed five gardener friends. So five people in my life who are active gardeners, and I just interviewed them. In 2023, the things that helped me explore gardening was one of my creativity projects, because that was on my list, to do five creati creativity projects. One of them was build garden boxes. So that helped me move towards my goal of starting to garden, but in a way that I was exploring a piece of it. So yes, good idea. Shadow Adula. Good job, Tosh. That is awesome. Okay, Emily, the things that I should cross off because they're stressful. Yeah, like learning to garden. I know it's kind of weird. No, it is stressful. <laughs> Believe me, as someone who had to learn that this year, I had a lot of fun, but there's parts of that were a lot of stress. Katie, I put down making after school snacks and it's kind of a should, but also something I would love to be in the habit of and could be positive for me and my family and my relationship with my kids. So Katie, how can you make that fun? How can I make, maybe I make 10 new after school snacks. There, there's a DSL version of that, right? What else can I help you do? Ramona, maybe for the person who was trying to decide about reading, maybe it's a fun place to go and do the reading. Yes, 
good idea, Ramona. Maybe try a different spot each week, like a coffee shop, a library, a bookstore, a restaurant. Great ideas. Haley, what about read a book a month or walk three days a week? Yes, those are those are totally. So this is the question is, are those goals or could they be in my do something list? And this is where ultimately you still get to decide if to you, it feels more about fulfillment and exploration. Keep it on your list. If for you, it feels more like a should or a goal, then remove it and put it on a different list or don't do it at all. An example of this, Haley, is when I was getting back into swimming and actually getting back into swimming, I never swam. And I want my goal was to learn how to swim. My do something list item to help me explore that was to go swimming a certain amount of times. But for some people, going swimming a certain amount of times could be more of a goal. But for me, that was more of a way to explore my bigger goal, if that makes sense. So for you, those to me don't sound like goals. They sound like do something list. So Heather, you want to stretch like yoga. So what if you went to a yoga class, like go to your first yoga class? Or what if it's like, I go to yoga this many times? Go to an adult stretching class. Do they have that? Or gather my friends together and do yoga, uh, have a yoga night, have a stretch night. Maybe you have a friend who teaches yoga or is good at yoga, yoga or stretch and you just get together, you turn on music, you go in a room and you shut the door and you guys just listen to music. No family members are allowed and you stretch the night away. <laughs> stretch night. Um, maybe you can, guys, maybe if you want to do art, you can do an art night with your friends, stuff like that. Okay, we have to move on, unfortunately, but let me ask, answer this question. Um, should I add things I know I'm going to do anyway because I know they are fulfilling to me just to remind me of how much I love them and should be doing, or should these be new things? Thinking specifically about helping coach my daughter's softball team or host her annual fireworks and summer party. So again, this comes back to what will help you feel like yourself and what will feel good on your do something list. I actually find it's good to do things that I already do anyway. Like for me, I already read now, even though years ago, my do something list helped me read again. Now that I'm a reader again, I still have that on my list, even though I know I'm going to read, I just have a way to explore it. So this year, my way to explore that is I'm going to read 20 physical books and I'm going to listen to a lot more audiobooks. but that's one way to incentivize that. So you can either tweak it a little bit just to do a little play on it. Or you can just have it and know like it just feels good sometimes to check something off and feel like you are making momentum. I think it's okay. So I've, I've taken a lot of time explaining that. So what we're going to do now is we're going to tweak and we're going to define. And define means we are going to solidify our list. So let me share some tips before you do that. Get selfish. This needs to be about you. Be open. I know your DSL is going to surprise you. So be open to what ends up on your final list. Get messy with your DSL. It's okay if what you have on your paper today isn't the final list. Some things down and then you can still tweak it even more. I also would encourage you, this is really important, make it doable. If this is your first do something list, I would choose fewer items more than lots of items. I would choose simpler more than grandiose. I would choose more fun and easy than serious especially for your first DSL. And the final one is be seasonal, honor your season because more DSLs will come. And I can tell you that because like I said, 2023 DSL, a lot of it I did not end up being able to do, but the ones I was able to do and honor my season, they still helped me in one of the most overwhelming years of my life. So what we're going to do is give you five minutes to start writing your DSL. And I know this is starting to feel rushed already, but this is kind of part of the push here. We're going to lean in. We're going to write it down. We're not going to worry about it being perfect or beautiful. It's, we're just going to write it down. So let's do it. Continue defining your list. There's a question that's been coming up and it's a common question. So I want to make sure we answer that. And the question is, is there a certain number that is good to stick with? Or if this is my first DSL, should I do like a long list or a short list? Like, is this something that comes better with time? I think this is more of what's your season this year. Okay. My first season I did this, I went all out because it was an all out time for me. I could do it 30 before 30. That was more of a six month list for me, but I now do a year long list. And usually my lists are 20 or less, but if I were to go back and do my first list again, and it wasn't that like I can go all out year because I just was in that zone. 
I would probably stick to around 10 or less if it's especially if it's my first DSL. And that goes back to the tip I had about make it doable and make it seasonal. You get to choose what's your season like this year. If you already know that you're going to have some big things coming up, major life changes or certain shifts within your family, or maybe you have some financial struggles that are going on right now or not, like you get to decide, okay, that means this can be my year of, of, of an abundance, or I want to make sure I'm making momentum and the sheer amount of my list isn't making me not even try because I'm just so overwhelmed by it. So if I were to say this in a nutshell, if a long list overwhelms you, cut it, like just cut it down. If it excites you, go with it. Okay, let's take one more minute. Becca, I love that you are approaching with more of a solutions-focused season. I would say um, flat out broke probably the first four years of my DSLs, and I still don't do things that really take money, except one of the things on my list this year is, and that's getting out of the house and going to events. But I'm looking at my list so far, and almost everything else is free. Even my me days in the past when I haven't had a budget, um, I've just gone to the library, the local library, and I've window shopped. <laughs> or gone to a free museum. So there's some ideas for you. Okay, let's take one more minute. Okay, as we are wrapping up defining our list, I want you to write in the chat one thing from your DSL, even if your list is one thing long. I want you to share in the comments, what is one that you're like, <gasps> like I'm so excited for this. And I already know mine is to get out of the house. Like I'm going to get out of the house six times. And to me, that means I'm going to go to a play and a musical. I'm going to go to a symphony. I, I'm doing those kinds of things. So that's what I'm so excited about this year. We already got tickets to Hamilton. I cannot wait. So what is yours? Put it in the chat. And as we do that, I'm going to share those in just a moment. I want you to leave this workshop with these tips in mind that are so important. These are the tips that are going to help you be more successful with your DSL because we do want you to be successful with it. You do not need to do it perfectly, but you do need to feel like you're making progress in it. So first is make it visual. I would take your list that you are working on defining here and I would hang it up somewhere where you see it often. It doesn't need to be cute, you guys hang it up, make it visual. It really does make a huge difference. The next one is to be accountable. I am one of those people that typically resist this. I am the person I'm like, please don't put me in a group for a group project. I work better on my own. I don't like to be accountable to people. I don't feel like I need it. However, <laughs> once I started sharing about my do something list more online, more regularly, I started to share more recaps and reviews on my social page, it may be weirdly more accountable. So you can either do something like that on your own social feed, even like if you're private, I'm talking about that. And just sharing like, here's what I did on my DSL this month, or anytime you're doing something there, you can do that. Or you can have someone you literally report to. The third tip, when you are doing your DSL, get messy. You will not do this perfectly. This is called the do something list for a reason. It's about doing something. Like last year, my goal was to complete five online masterclasses because we've had that app forever. And I was trying to lean into a part of myself that I, I always makes me feel like me and it's learning. And so I wanted to combine my goal of better using that app, but also make it fun and explore my learning side. And so I decided five masterclasses and I did two of them. And that was more than okay, but it was only okay once I started taking messy action on it. I finally realized I couldn't just sit down and watch the class. I had to listen to it while I was walking on my treadmill or doing something else. So take messy action. And the final thing is very important and it's prepare to pivot. Life will happen. The, the funnest thing about the DSL is it is allowed to change. You can change it in two weeks. You can cross off a number that you thought was doable, but it's not. You can add on the number if you're doing the gamification. You can take something off your list. You can put something on completely different. You are allowed to tweak your list. 
if you get to June and you haven't done much of your list, that was me in 2023, the person who designed this whole thing. It's still okay. I had to pivot in June of 2023. I had to get real with myself. I had to cross off things that were right for me, but not my season. And I tweaked the things that were left. And as I did that, I made more messy action. I found momentum and I still did more on my list than I would have if I had waited for the perfect time or if I had not pivoted, prepared to pivot. Okay, what we're gonna do now is we are going to end with the things that make you feel excited right now and that you are just so ready to do. And I, I wanna give you another invitation. I'm gonna do that at the end, but let's share what you have right now that you are so excited to share. Okay, scrolling back up, there are so many great ones here. Write five poems, read five books, five, five, five Saturdays, love that number. Play my harp in 10 different locations, beautiful. Attend a cooking class, go to a book signing of one of my favorite authors, go to six state parks or nature centers with my family, go on six new hikes, take myself to lunch. 24 and 24, love that, Annie. I love that's your number that you're gonna do on your DSL. Make five new flavors of ice cream in my ice cream maker. I love that, Paisley. Love that. I'm going to set an alarm on my phone to remind me to take a picture each day. Beautiful. And you may look into an online photography course. Haley, two overnight dates or trips with my husband. Let's see. Learn um, categories by to be read. Love that. Learn choreography to two songs online or in class for mom days. And by the way, mom days is used to be how I, how I now um, define me days. A day where mom's off the clock. So it was kind of a misnomer. Ramona, go to the mountains in my new state. Attend free concerts at community college. Learn how to make sourdough bread and learn three kinds of bread. I'm, I'm reading as many as I can because it's so fun. Run one mile without stopping. Write 12 poems. Make French bread and tiramisu. Completely finish five quilts. Make a watercolor painting for our home. Try hula dance videos online. Julie, yours is walking outside, but adding biking too, and a double date night. Wonderful. Feel that feeling. Feel the excitement, feel the energy, feel the momentum that we're in right now. And this is what we are going to lean into this year. Again, the goal is progress, not perfection, including with your do something list. And here's my final challenge for you today. Once you have your list, will you take a picture of it? Whether it's on the notes app on your phone or you make it visual on the paper, or maybe you make a collage or you draw it up on Canva like one of our shares did earlier. Whatever way you are creating and finalizing your list, will you please take a picture of it and email it to me at hello at aboutprogress.com. And what I'm gonna do with that is I will share them anonymously to our community on our training that we're gonna have for free for people all year. And I also will put it on Instagram for a bit so more people can get ideas. Again, it's going to be anonymous and I can block off names and stuff like that on there if that makes you more inclined to share. That's my extra challenge for you. And I'm going to give you one more thing here, whether it's the recorded version or right, live right now. This is something I only offer because I love you guys. So just know that. If you have a question still, will you let me help you? If you have an item on your list like it, that you're confused about, and you're like, is this a goal or is this a do something list? Is this too much or is this more doable? Like, ask me. I am still here to help you, not live on the call, but in the email. So you can also email me your questions and I will answer them. So that's just my little, like, please let me help you. I want you to finalize your list and I want you to make progress with it. Even if you're like in June and you have a question, email me and I will help you. And one other thing I will say, this is a workshop I love to teach, but that's my goal this year, work goals, not a DSL. I am going to teach a quarterly workshop every um, quarter this year, and it's going to be paid for. It's $20 a workshop, but I would love to see you in those workshops. They're going to be very practical and very specific based, like procrastination, decision making, division of labor in a home. So look for those. I would love to have you in those workshops we're going to be hosting. Thank you so much for being here, my friends. I love you and I'm here to help you. No strings attached. Again, thanks for making the time and I can't wait to see your finalized DSLs. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.